Hey everybody, it's Sam from West Virginia Overtime, and I wanted to kind of bring you a short, brief um, kind of message this morning, um, on Monday morning. I've been thinking about communication, and I saw a quote where communication brings organization to your team and I got to thinking about that because there was no explanation it was just one of those quotes that that you see on Twitter you see Facebook or Instagram or whatever that some coach puts out or organization puts out and it said communication brings organization to your team and I thought about that and I thought about that and I realized that it really does. And then I got to thinking about how do I communicate to my team? And when I communicate, do I communicate effectively or do I communicate in a way they will understand or the way they communicate. And I kind of got to thinking about that and I realized that there are platforms out that I use that they don't. You know, um, I... I use a, a lot of Google stuff. I have an Android phone. But I, I do. I use Facebook. I use Instagram. I use Twitter. But I don't really use Snapchat. I really don't use TikTok. Um, I forget now. It's left me. I should have wrote it down. Um, there's a communication app now that within you can set it up within a half an hour or an hour your messages disappear and I don't use that uh, with my work I use slack to communicate to my bosses and communicate with my teams about topics and and what we're gonna be doing um, do I communicate well when I write them when I when I write them a text or I write them we have a a team organizational thing where where uh, the players and the parents are on do I take my time and make sure that I'm clear well when I thought about that no a lot of times I don't a lot of times I'm giving them a link to, hey, read this workout or, hey, you know, read this article or, you know, I'm telling someone they had a good game or bus leaves this or happy birthday or something like that. But am I having any kind of meaningful communication? So then I got to thinking, well, what about when I see them? 
am I truly communicating? And I think I have to give myself a C on that one. A B minus, maybe. Because while I do take players off to the side and talk to them about different things, um, I, I don't take all 15 every day. I, I say hi to every, all 15. I try to touch base with them. But do I have a conversation where they know that I care? Do I give them my time where they know that if they had a problem in that second, that I would drop everything and be there for them? And I think if you honestly ask my players that, I think they would say no. Because I think I don't communicate that well. I think they, what they hear when I communicate is, I want very short, very quick answers so that I can move on to the next player or so I can get to the next drill and practice or so they can get ready to go home or I don't know that I truly sat down with my 15 different players and have conversations. Yes, if one of them has a bad shooting night, I may pull them aside. We may have a talk about that. Not about technique, but about what's going on mentally or, or what was going on physically, if they're hurting, um, things like that. But is that really communicating? If you're asking a bunch of yes-no questions, is that communicating? How well do you get to know a player when they're answering yes, no? You know, you have a player in practice, sprains your ankle, and you say, where does it hurt? And they say, my ankle, you know, give me a number between 1 and 10, how bad it hurts. They say 5. Okay, well, let's get you up. And and they go to stand up. You, it doesn't hurt. Yes. Do you think you need ice? Yes. Do you, I'm going to put you over here. Uh, let's set you down. Okay. I'm going to get you a chair. Okay. How much communication is going on there? You know, um, I look back on past teams and how much communication I had with them. Coaching girls and boys. I knew who they were dating, I knew their parents, I knew their sisters and their brothers, I knew if they were sick, I knew what their grades were in every single class, um, I knew who their best friends were on the team, I knew who their best friends were that were off the team, I knew whether people on the team were influencing them or people off the team were influencing them because I made communication part of our teamwork.
I had team meetings before. Sometimes I had team meetings during practice, and I had team meetings afterwards. And then I talked to them individually. And it wasn't anything for me to call them on the phone afterwards and find out what was going on. Or call them before practice if we had late practice and find out what's going on. And if I needed to, I called their parents and found out what's going on. Because I wanted to be a mentor to them. Because I wanted to be part of their lives. Because I cared about them. But this year I was in a different role. I was in an assistant coach role. And I don't feel like I truly communicated with my, my players. So then going back to that quote. If you don't communicate. How do you bring organization to your team? It's awful funny to me that I can go into practices. I've went into several. And they know practice always starts at 4 o'clock. Or they always know that they play at 7 or they always know they they're going to leave at this time and I think that comes through communication and getting them used to habits getting them used to rituals so I think it does bring organization communicating drill names and communicating the why behind a drill I think that brings organization to your practice naming your formations or your plays or your sets or your defense or your calls and telling the kids the players why you're naming it that so that it has some kind of meaning to them. So that it makes sense to them. If a kid says, well, if that player's got the ball and I'm supposed to be here, why do you want me to say gap? Well, a lot of you coaches are listening to this. A lot of you parents are listening to this and you're going, because you're in the gap? Well, yeah, but you think about that. If you're an 11-year-old 6th grader or a 14-year-old freshman that has never played help defense, You've only played 2-3 zone. Why would you know that was called the gap? Yes, I'm being quiet because I'm letting you think. I'm letting you be that 11-year-old kid. I think we have to tell them the why. Behind why we're doing drills. Why do we want you to backpedal 10 yards down the, the football field? Why do we want you, when the quarterback does this, a three-step um, drop? 
Why do we want you to backpedal so many yards and stop and look? Why do we want you, you know, on this certain player to play bump and run? What? Why? I think education does bring organization to our team because they understand the why behind it. And then, like I said, I've been to going, you know, to different people's practices for the last couple of years. And I've watched some YouTube tapes of, of different practices that college coaches have. And it's so important to me. I've noticed that good teams teach how to communicate. Because there's so many different ways of communicating, whether it be your body language, whether it be with your eyes, whether it be with your hands, whether it be with your mouth. Do you teach your players to communicate? Do you really sit down and explain to them what you want them to say, why you want them to say it, and then do you practice that? And if they're not communicating, do you let them know? Not once. Do you continuously let them know you're not communicating properly? Here's how you do it. Here's why you do it. Now let's do it. Okay? Again, that's not right. Here's how we communicate. Here's why we communicate this way. Let's do it. When we sit and we talk about what we're going to do on a 2-0 and o count in softball or baseball with a runner on second, can a player explain that back to you without using your words? Can they put it in your, their own words? Can they take it and explain it to someone else? If you're teaching them how to hand off the baton in a relay and track, do they understand how they're supposed to hold their hand, why they're supposed to hold their hand that way? Does that feel comfortable? Can they explain it to another person? Because think about it. There's a lot of times, and in the last episode, I told you about one of those times where a dad didn't understand why I didn't want his daughter to shoot at a certain place on the basketball court. And he was causing problems within my team. Or at least that's what I thought. Looking back on it now, I was causing problems in my own team because I did not communicate it to that player properly where she understood why she shouldn't be taking that shot. 
it just wasn't that I picked out this random place on the floor and said, you can't shoot from here. There was a reason behind it. A lot of it had to do with rebounding where people were on the floor. The fact that she wasn't strong enough to make a, a shot way out beyond the three-point arc. But because I didn't explain it to her and communicate it where she could understand it, well, guess what? She couldn't explain it to anyone else, which included her dad. And because she couldn't explain it and communicate it to her dad, he was cheering for the wrong thing by saying, shoot it. He thought he was supporting his daughter. He thought he won. Now, once I sat the player down and we really explained it and went over it, and once I talked to the father and I sat down and I explained it, both of them agreed with it. Both of them got the reasoning. And I know a lot of you old school coaches are saying, I don't have to explain myself to any parent. I don't have to explain myself to any player. Well, guess for what? You'll bring organization to your team if you communicate properly with your team. And your team understands how to communicate it to others. Whether that be their parents. Do your players know how to communicate to you? Well, sure they do. They text me all the time. They text me when they get home. They text me this. They text me... Well, but are you getting the same message every day? If you want your players to text you when they get home, do they write home and send it? Is that communicating with you? You're asking them... Um, did you study for your math test? And they write back, yeah. Is that truly communicating to you? Do your players, do you teach your players how to communicate to you? Have you ever thought about that? The reason why I can think about it is because I trained people to forensically interview kids under the age of 18. And in a forensic interview, we don't want yes and no answers. We want to know details. And one of the ways we get details out of the kids is by getting kids... To trust us. By kids, getting kids to believe that when we ask a question, we're truly going to listen. No matter how long it takes. And that's what we want. Do you do that with your players? Think about it with your own kids. 
if you're a parent listening to this, whether you're a coach or you're a fan or you're a parent of the community, think about it with your own kids. How many times do you walk into the kitchen and you say, how'd school go? And they say, fine. What'd you learn at school? Nothing. What'd you do at school? Nothing. Oh, okay. And you go fix dinner. Or you go sit down and eat dinner. Did your kid communicate with you? Because one-word answers are acceptable. Or because if the kid starts telling you a story, you say, wait a minute, I got to text this person back. Wait a minute, I got to make this call. Wait a minute, I got to fix dinner. Wait a minute, I got to do this. Wait a the kid, after seeing that a couple times, realizes you don't have time. You want to hear a one-word answer. Well, if you do that with your players, that's how you're going to train them. You want to train your peers to talk to you. If I ask them, how's math going, I don't want fine. I want, hey, we went over, I don't care, subtraction today. Four minus one. Oh, really? How did your teacher teach you that? And I want them to be able to tell me. You know, I want to get into the nitty gritty every once in a while with them. Do I need to know how they got four minus one? No. Do I normally care how they got four minus one? Um, no. But by sitting there listening to them, giving them eye contact, and acknowledging what they're saying, reflecting back what they said, and how important it is to pay attention to their math teacher, I'm making a connection with them. I want my players to be able to tell me when they don't understand something. I say I don't know when they don't know something. I don't want them to be scared to say I don't understand because they're afraid I'm going to run them. Mistakes are how we learn. So by making a mistake, such as forgetting, or by making a mistake by moving the wrong way, or getting your feet tangled up, or something like that. As long as they stop, they think about the mistake, they figure out why they made the mistake, and what the mistake actually was, how to correct it, and they don't do it again, we're fine. Mistakes are how you learn. But here's the thing. How many coaches, how many of us, Allow them to process it that way. I mean, really, think about it. How many of you really let them process it that way? So, do they really know how to communicate to us? Do they know, you know, if they're having a problem in the locker room? 
you may not be in the locker room or somebody else. You may have sent, you know, somebody else in there. Or there may no, be nobody in there. Something happens or whatever. Does one of your kids pick up the phone and call you? Do they let you know or do you hear through the grapevine, you know, three days from now? You've got to teach your kids to communicate to you. Do your kids know how to communicate to referees? I think it's so funny. You know, there are a lot of sports out there where we name captains. We name leaders. Um, we name, you know, speaking captains that are going to speak to the referees. Do they know how? Do they know what that is? Do they know how important that is? Do we go over like a leader's duty or a captain's duty? The players that aren't leaders, the players that aren't captains, if they have to speak to a referee for some reason or another, do they? know how to speak to a referee. Do we go over that? Or do we just tell them, don't speak to them? Because think about that. How many times in a, in a, in a thing, thing um, in, in a game situation, do you say, they say, look, I'm getting held when I'm trying to run my route, and you say, hey, did you happen to mention that to the referee, and the kid's looking at you like, you told me not to talk to the referee. So do we teach him? Do we teach him how to talk to the media? I mean, think about it. We've all got players that we know are coming up. They're going to be freshmen next year. And we know they're going to be pretty good. Do we ever set them down and say this is how you talk to the media? Do you set... Do you, do you think a player's... Hey, after a game, I want them to talk to this offensive lineman. I want them to talk to my right fielder. I want them to talk to my 400-yard um, dash person. I want them to talk to this 50-meter swimmer. When you do that, do you explain to them how to talk to the media? Let me tell you, most of you don't. I went to a volleyball tournament in September, I guess it was, uh, in September. It was a 10-team volleyball tournament from with kids all over the state. I did it for RSN Sports, and I did interviews for them. Do you know... A lot of times I was talking to juniors and seniors, they had no idea what to talk about. So I got to the point 
after about my second interview where I would do like a little pre-interview and I would say this this is kind of what I'm going to ask you about I'm going I'm to ask you about this happening in a game and then I'm going to ask you is there anything you want to say and when I told them that they would say, no, I don't really want anything to say. Well, here's what I think you should say. I'd like to thank my mom, my dad, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, whoever is supporting you. I would like to thank my community. I would like to thank my school. I'd like to thank all of you know my friends for coming out and cheering for me. Do you go over that? Do you go over that the players, every time they get interviewed, they should be thanking their parents or their grandparents or their aunts and uncles who are raising them? And yes, TV may cut it out. Yes, the newspapers may not print it. But you know what? A lot of times those parents are sticking around or those grandparents are standing around and they hear it. And a lot of times our players don't say it. And if it would get on TV one time, those parents would puff up and think their kid was awesome. We need to be talking to them about... What key points are we focused on on this game so that they can talk about it? What are some of our slogans for this season? We're taking it one game at a time. Are you? Or have you had this one circled on your calendar for six months? Talk to your kids about how to talk to the media. How are your players supposed to talk to other coaches? Well, they're not. Really? They're not? Do you not want them to talk to other coaches because you're afraid of what they're going to say? What if that coach is telling them, great job? What if um, a coach comes up to him and is very unprofessional and says something that hurts their feelings or cusses them. I know none of us ever would do that, or at least I would hope not. But what if a coach does? Should they get involved? How should they handle that situation? How should they talk to college coaches? A lot of them are getting recruited. Let's say they get an email from a college coach. College coach wants them to write them back. Give me your position, what school you, what grade, what's your academics, uh, you know, what's your 40 time, what's this, what's that. Do we teach them how to talk? Or do they literally just write that coach back with the specific things he says? Do they include a little sentence, thank you for asking, I can't wait to talk to you, hopefully we'll get to talk on the phone one day or meet you on person, or hopefully I'll get to attend your camp this summer. Do we talk to kids about how to talk to college coaches? 
Do we talk to them about how to talk to them on the phone? Do we talk to them about how to talk to them on person? Well, no, that's the parent's job. No, that's also your job. Do we talk to them about how they should be talking on social media? I know, I hear crickets. Because I know some coaches say, get off social media, you're not on social media this season. Well, guess what? They have burner accounts. They shut down the account that you know and open up a little other account that's their initials or their nickname or whatever. And then they friend all their friends and their friends still know their on it, but you see that their account's not, the account you know is not doing anything. Are you even paying attention to what your kids say? Are you looking at what your kids say? Are you looking at who your kids are friends with? That's the thing. We We've got to learn how we should be communicating, but also how to teach communication. Do you teach your team how to communicate to each other? Especially if they disagree. Whether it be on the floor, off the field, on the court, off the track, whatever. Do you teach your players, who are teammates, who are family, how to communicate with each other during the good, the bad, and the ugly? Do you? Do you talk to them about... confrontation in a good way do you talk to them about taking it to the person they have a problem with and not getting 10 other people involved to stand up behind them while they confront one person because see when you talk and you think about all these things that I've brought up. Um, I'm thinking there were eight of them, nine of them, somewhere around there. Then, when you start thinking about communication as a whole team, how you communicate, how you communicate to your players, how your players communicate to you, how your players communicate to their parents, how they communicate to each other, how they communicate to other coaches, how they communicate to college coaches, how they communicate to referees, how do they communicate to the media, how do they communicate on social media, how do they communicate to our administration, the AD, the principals. When you start talking, then you know what? The quotation Communication brings organization to your team. It makes perfect sense. 
Think about if you sit down during preseason. You sat down and you spent 15 minutes every day of the three-week practice period that we're supposed to have in June. And you went over different communication techniques. How much organization would that bring to your team? Heck, if you just knew how to communicate to your team, your team knew how to communicate to you, and your team knew how to communicate with each other, how much organization would that bring to your team? Think about that. And that's all I kind of, I didn't even expect to go this long. I'm sorry for um, taking up a lot of your time, but... I really was thinking about this after I saw this quote. I really wanted, while it was on my mind, I really wanted to sit down and talk about it. Because I think it can be eye-opening for some of us. And it may not be that you need all of it. Maybe you are talking to your team about how they communicate to each other, but you've never thought about explaining the why to them so that they can explain it to their parents or explaining how they should talk to the media or explaining how they should be talking to college coaches. I'm hoping you got something out of this uh, episode. I really do because I got something out of this episode. So, um, like I always tell you guys, if you have any questions or comments, any problems with anything I've said, you've got any protests that you want to light me up on, write me at wvovertime at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at WVOvertime. We have a WVOvertime Facebook and Instagram page. All of those have Messenger, DMs. Um, you, you Feel free to hit me up in, on any of those. Write me, tell me, ask me questions. I don't care to answer. If I don't know the answer, we'll figure it out. I've got quite a few contacts. I can always ask around and see what other people say. But I want to make sure that you're learning along with me. So if you you don't understand something I say or you want me to communicate it in a different way or explain it in a different way, then just tell me. It's not a big deal. Okay? So I want to make sure that you guys know how to get in contact with me. And again, I want to thank you guys for sitting here. Uh, I do apologize for this Uh, taking too long. I was hoping that I would be more organized and get through it a little faster, but I felt like we needed to take a little bit time and go at it at a slow pace. But uh, thank you for sitting here and listening to me. I can't tell you enough. Subscribe to whatever you're listening to, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podbean, what it podcast, whatever you're listening on. Please uh, subscribe so you can get your latest episodes as they come out. And um, also feel free to rate and review on Podchaser 
com. Like I said, they are donating money to the Meals on Wheels program um, during the coronavirus pandemic. But I will be talking to you guys soon. Have a great one.